Good evening and welcome back to another edition. This is kind of a, a mini edition and a throwback edition, Rob. I'm standing up in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, you, you don't know. You can see this this time. But when we first started doing the podcast, I always stood in my kitchen. But that was when I was living alone. Yeah. And, and I like, could, could spread out everywhere. And now I, I can't for for random reasons that are very fun i'm able to do that tonight but yes not, yeah i used yeah. to in my old house i would record in the attic okay, and it yeah. was very good in the winter because I, I would just bundle up with blankets i don't think we had heat up maybe we had, we had like a space heater up there in mm-hmm. the summers it was unbearable because it was oh, so no hot. air conditioning it was just like a hot box ah, but yeah now uh, i'm in my well, son's room so not much better nice um well we are going to do a quick discussion of the lacrosse tournament tonight. Um, really kind of excited for the Dukes coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk a few other things, including, Rob, a JMU winner on the Wheel of Fortune tonight. Yeah. Uh, massive just... winner on the Wheel of Fortune. So I don't know. What is that? Class of 98, maybe? 98, It's our contemporary, yeah. right? Yeah. So congratulations, Mike. Big win. Um, can't believe Six that figures. That, that's big time. Yes, we had a on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, we had a JMU classmate win a, a hundred grand and a trip to Aruba on the Wheel of Fortune tonight. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, go in the shop, mention the podcast. Please do that. You'll get a sticker. Uh, Rob, I was thinking it's finally nice today. It's been so crummy. This weekend was just a washout. And uh, oh, tell me but, about it. We had we yeah. had the state. Regatta and evidently crew is a rain or shine sport. We found out because we were standing <laughs> out there for four or five hours on Saturday. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, well, the one thing I did look, I got my like weekly email from Mossy and I was just thinking like they have those, a big stock back end of the Sims, like the long sleeve sun shirts. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like old enough to, you know, these are like the cool long sleeve solar ones. I don't know, Sims Solar Tech or something. But yeah. now that I'm old enough to like actually monitor my sun intake. Those you know, things are great. I'm like, those things are pretty great. Like you oh, should go in there and pick one up. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, all they, about technical workout wear and fishing gear. Like I can't I can't work out in a cotton shirt anymore. <laughs> no, no, I definitely cannot. No. no. Um, that's funny. <laughs> no. Uh, we are recording this between periods of the Caps game. So if you hear us yell later on, that's why. Um we're both excited about that. This is also kind of a mini version because we're not going to do an overtime because of that tonight. And we're just going to talk about lacrosse. Um, 117 days to Bridgeport Stadium, Rob. Oh, we have a guest on the prom yeah, tonight. Um, yeah, 117 days to Bridgeport and 52 days to the Sun Belt. So for everyone keeping track, that's getting close. Uh, counted that up. Um, lacrosse. We're going to start right there. We've got a few other things at the end. But Rob, they clinched their seventh straight berth. I think I had lost track of the fact that this was their seventh straight tournament berth. I, I definitely had. I yeah. definitely had. Um, it's, it's interesting. That's very impressive. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting looking forward. I saw some debate online of like, oh, is is the AAC going to be better than the CAA? And well, but the top is the yes. top. You, yes. you know, it's so it might not be good total depth wise, but just right. having JMU and Florida in the same conference automatically mm-hmm. makes it. You know, a, for sure, a, a legitimate multi bid league. You know, yes. CA was multi bid league this year with a very big asterisk. Big big um, asterisk. A you know, like they, they were bid stealers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're bid one, thieves. 
Yeah. If, if um, JMU was eligible for the conference tournament, it would have been tourney, it would have been a one bid league, just like the AAC is with Florida. So I'm excited about having a legitimate competition to win the conference next year. And and Florida has won that league what uh, an, an ungodly oh, yeah. number of times. The, uh, also kind of dominant in that. Yeah. yeah. But um but yeah, with JMU coming over, it's gonna be a different different That's challenge for them. It yeah. is very exciting. Um that part's awesome. Yeah. And if you, we were talking about this which a couple of weeks ago, which team would the CAA and the America East steal bids from? It was Arizona State and Temple, I think. Um, so, yes, uh, Arizona State, I saw some. Not as many gripes as the men's tournament, which is somehow still only like, what do they have, like 16 teams? 16, and so yeah. a bunch of teams got left out and there was lots of screaming. It, it looked awful. I don't know. It sounded as bad as like any snubs we've seen. Yeah, I'm a little confused when the many teams' records is like eight and four, so it's not like there's this the huge sample size. I don't know. No, it, it it's weird too because the game has expanded rapidly. You know, you've got more yes. teams just playing, but they're keeping it at sixteen, which is good. You know, it used mm-hmm. to be almost like a pro forma exercise. You knew which teams were going to make it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have situations where you have good teams on the outside looking in, and yeah, that's frustrating. And I know Quint Kesnich and some of the guys were. We're really sounding off last night as they should, but that's it's fun that that happens. I think it's great for the game. Mm-hmm. It makes it just it's more topical, and um, I don't know, it's better. It's it's cool to see the game push westward. Yes, for sure. Yeah, um, and JMU, I think this is kind of fun. I mean, they are so JMU is going to play in the Loyola Pod. Just mm-hmm. to be clear, uh, North Carolina was the like far and away number one seed. They are undefeated. Good news. That's the first piece of good news is JMU is as far away from North Carolina in this bracket as they can possibly be. On the other side. Yeah. On the other side of it. So that is good. Um, the second seed was Maryland, who JMU had their biggest win of the year against. And the third seed is Boston College. That is the quarter of the bracket where JMU will go. But they do not draw Boston College You know, in the first two rounds. Uh, BC has a bye, but they JMU will play UConn first. Who JMU defeated? They, they've already yes, beat, yeah. They already beat this year. Um, somewhere I had this. They, they beat them thirteen seven. Now, granted, that was back in February. So just like you know, JMU had some frustrating results back then. You, you kind of have maybe have to take some of that with a grain of salt. That was JMU's first win of the year at, at a kind of a desperate time. They had come off the they they had the loss to North Carolina at the week one, no problem, and then they had lost a tight game to Virginia Tech. I think was a big disappointment to the program uh, and came back and beat UConn to get things rolling. Still, you could see the JMU women's reaction last night. They had no problem with this. I think the other cool thing for them was they're going to Loyola. They're going to Baltimore. Yeah. So this is um, Loyola is playing Mount St. Mary's in the other side of this. Uh, Mount St. Mary's is cannon fodder in this tournament. Just for my looking at their, like they did not play a schedule and do not come from a formidable conference. Loyola is 18 and one this year. Uh, There was a lot of like deep lacrosse fans who wanted Loyola to get a seed. They did get the sixth seed. I think that was really, you know, they were kind of the maybe JMU team of old this year uh, that had a really wonderful season and kind of got rewarded, which is awesome because they're going to host the first two rounds. Uh, But obviously for JMU and (laughs) where they draw their kids from, this is a great opportunity. you know, they're going to Baltimore to play a UConn team that they beat. And then, you know, the Loy- probably Loyola. Um, 
I would note that Loyola beat Towson 13-11. So I think that's the one common opponent uh, with JMU. Um, I think JMU, yeah, JMU beat Towson 14-8. to So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I, I would note that Loyola beat Florida this year, Rob. Yeah. was their big win this year. Um, and their only loss was to the four, the national four seed Syracuse 14-13. So, you know, hard to say one way or the other. They also didn't have like a great conference situation. I mean, they play in like the Patriot League. In the Patriot, yeah. Yeah, which is fine, but not, you know, much like the CAA. It's hard to make a determination with them winning that tournament, which I think was expected. Um, the winner would go to Boston College, probably. I would, Boston College is 16 and three. All their losses are to very top, top teams, North Carolina twice, I think. <laughs> Uh, Boston College scores a billion goals a game. They seem to give up quite a few as well. Yeah. That would be an interesting matchup for anyone. They host the winner of Denver and Vermont. I would note that Denver is a really competitive team. Mm-hmm. Denver actually plays, I Both think, men's in and the, women's. Yeah. Men's and women's, yeah. And I think that Denver actually is in the Big East, as crazy as that yeah. sounds, in lacrosse. Um, yeah. And just kind of doing a little, like, it's not impossible. Denver played Boston College this year. They lost 9-5 in a game that was canceled by weather in the third quarter. So, like, it sounds kind of competitive. You know, like, that's not a bad way to start. So, it will be interesting to see. um, You know, Denver had played Drexel. They'd beaten UConn as well. So, who knows um, what will happen. Uh, Obviously, if, if Denver were to upset Boston College, then things would be all thrown off as to where those games would occur and stuff. Uh, but that would get, you know, JMU I mean, is... It, it, it's a good draw. There's, yeah, you're good not going to find an easy a, draw. Um, hmm. But this is a year where it's kind of, you know, if, if you told somebody North Carolina or the field, that would be a you're tough probably, bet this year. Yeah, you know, probably they're, having, they're having one of those years. Um, and looking and at also, the bracket, their, their quarter, they're going to be in the Final Four. Yeah. Like, North Carolina really should roll. The other three regions look very competitive. Yeah, I I'd agree. I mean, North Carolina yeah. has the winner of UVA and Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rutgers, St. Joe's, Drexel, and Stony Brook. So Stony Brook is the eighth seed. Um, yep. Stony Brook is one of those teams you don't know what you get. I mean, they win, but they're we talked about it last week. Yep. They're kind of, you know, a big unknown because of that conference play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is not the FCS playoffs. And I don't mean to be one of these guys who moves on to, you know, his <laughs> right, team moves right, FBS right. and I trash it. But like, this is not like, JMU could have virtual buys many years through the first, you know, two round rounds, maybe two yeah. rounds. Yeah. Um, this isn't like that. These are all good teams. This is a tough bracket. North Carolina is a deserved big, deserved big favorite, mm-hmm. but there aren't easy outs here. You know, nope. it, it, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's neat. Playing at Baltimore is certainly drivable for a large portion of the fan base. And like you mentioned, it's kind of in the backyard from where a lot of these players came from. And even the ones, you know, coming from more like Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. it's not a bad drive for their families. So no. I think it's set up pretty well. You know? Yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, we're really excited. We've seen JMU. And there it was some like talk. I saw an article, the USA Lacrosse magazine or whatever it is. Like the, the, once the bracket came out, there was talk about like JMU is one of the teams that like it could be really problematic for other teams in their portion of the bracket. They're so, a dangerous unseated team. They are a very dangerous unseated yeah. team. Yeah. I think there are quite a few in this tournament, so they're not alone. But um, yeah. yeah, good luck to the women. They would play. So they play Friday at seven. 
the Loyola game is before them at three. Yeah. So the game is Friday at seven. And then if they win, they would play the other winner 1 p.m. on Sunday, May 15th. So good opportunity for our local Dukes to get out and support them. It, so it I, I'd also, I'd imagine the seniors could be doing one of these Jonathan Elger graduations oh, yeah, on yeah. the field type thing Thursday. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I actually, I saw that uh, post from Coach Shelley today with Coach yeah. O'Regan yeah. out at out at practice today. Um, yeah, that's funny. That would they could definitely be doing one of those uh, graduation to to uh, to game two step things. Yeah. Um, I also, am a little. Well, we'll talk about that later, but I don't want to get into lacrosse cruton, but uh, I may have a little inside knowledge on a positive development for JMU next year. Oh, so we'll nice. let that we'll let that play out. Just let that simmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, they avoided. North Carolina, they made their seventh straight tournament. The CAA's nonsense didn't affect JMU in the least. That's wonderful. Uh, congrats, Drexel. You made it in the tournament at a, at a, with a very mediocre record. That but Todd, I think what you said is should be the most important takeaway from this season is yeah. we had big visions of other teams being able to do this, and through various mm-hmm. for various reasons, nobody was really able to. You know, there were a lot of people that really wanted to leave the CAA with a bang, and you know crush everybody mm-hmm. lacrosse did that they yep. absolutely steamrolled through the competition they did what they had to do um took a bad situation and just kind of put it all out there and took it out on the opponents and qualified uh, in ways that unfortunately no other teams were able to do so right um that's a big deal i don't think we should overlook that you know no matter what happens from here on out this was a very impressive performance nope. from coach it's- shelley and the girls yeah especially off that own two start yeah. You know, I mean, they really put themselves in the hole and, and they responded. So yeah. just huge performance. And and obviously Molly Doherty won the goaltender of the year. Isabel yeah. Peterson did win the conference player of the year. Yeah. Which, thank goodness. Um, you know, Casey Knobloch, Rachel Mady, there's, there's the players had a lot to do with this this year yes. and excited to see them this weekend on the big stage uh, since they had to miss their last chance to hold a trophy up. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Also, it was cool to see them on the show. It's always cool to see yeah. the JMU kids on the selection show. Yeah. I thought they were the best at it's always so hard with those shows because they're all some of them are like in their locker rooms and you know they're on like like uh internet feeds. Yeah. And so often they like show the team, but the team hasn't seen it come yeah. up on its own screen yet. There's like the delay and it's all yeah, janky internet. Yeah. Yeah. But JMU was the one that was like pretty quick. They were in the AUBC probably yeah. on a real television. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> girls were very excited. Uh, I'm sure UConn will be playing that clip over and over of the <laughs> girls being extremely excited with their draw. Uh, but that's all. So that's all the big news tonight. Uh, the one thing, congrats, Lexi Barrier is coming back to JMU as an assistant coach, Rob. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty cool. I thought it was particularly cool because Coach O'Regan told us last year in the off season, um, that he thought Lexi was going to be a great coach, yeah. but that he thought she needed to go go elsewhere, yeah, to gain some experience outside of just the and separate. World so of, it wasn't just a former player. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't just yeah, and she did, and she went to Marshall, and now she's back, and that's really awesome. Um, it's been a it's been an impressive off season in the assistant coaches department for Coach O. <laughs> yes, you know, with oh, yeah, yeah, get yeah, the new um, guy, yeah. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name, but you know who I'm talking about. I mean, it's just yeah, really you, impressive. Oh, yeah, I can't remember now. But yes, it sounds like there's some good things there. And, I, you know, 
we Haley Warden's on that staff for lacrosse, so bringing back your stars sometimes works out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they know what it takes. Uh, and then the other thing, baseball swept a series over the weekend. Good for them. Just wanted to note they do have two weeks left in the season. Uh, hopefully, lacrosse can outplay them. Can can play past. <laughs> The end of baseball. Um, but baseball's at Hofstra this weekend. They're at Maryland for a one-off next week. And then they come back the 19th through the 21st for their last series at home against the and, NCW. And I haven't seen anything official, but it sure mm-hmm. seems like Chase DeLauder has had his last at-bat in a JMU uniform. If I That's were cool. Chase DeLauder's agent or potential agent, I would yeah. pretty much make sure that that is the case, yeah. um, as bad as it is. One note we saw today, uh, Travis Reefsnyder is going to wear... Uh, the number twenty-two for the rest of the season. Uh, oh, I didn't. Just, I didn't see that. He did. Yeah, that's really they, cool. They put Jamie Baseball put out a thing today, and um, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's so, well done. Good for him. Good yeah, for and I Baseball. saw like the softball players all endorsed this. So yeah. I, I was when they first did it, I was like, I hope they're okay with that. But they were all great with it. So um, and for anybody that's not catching the connection, that was Lauren's number. That was yeah. yeah so and um, yeah, and a big thanks to a couple of our friends reached out just to say they were okay with the way we handled that the last few weeks. And just, it means a lot to us. So thank you. Uh, And then my last thing, Rob, I don't have any news on this, but it has been funny on the recruiting front. Um, JMU being FBS in football does lead to like, we are in the comedy show now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like there, you know, we have a couple of friends who are diehard recruiting news people and um, they, you know, there are JMU recruits or alleged recruits who, you know, also have offers from Ohio State and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's just comical. Like, I don't, you know, someday one of those will hit. It's going to be fun when JMU gets their first four star yeah, somewhere well, along the line for whatever Ohio State reason. can keep dreaming. One day they'll all recruit yeah. us. It, it's also pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you saw Tony Booth's kid is mm-hmm. coming to JMU. You know, from Michigan State? From, yeah, you yeah. know, so who was a, you know, he's a DeMatha product and a big, you know, at least a three-star or something. Yeah. And, and those are the kind of kids that, like, I don't know if he comes back to dad's alma mater if we're playing Southeast Louisiana again. No, I don't, I don't think you so. You know, but when we're playing Lafayette, he comes back, and, and that's pretty cool. Um, obviously, Tony Booth, you know, very much our time <laughs> right there. Yeah. It's pretty cool that his uh, son is coming back to play. But, yeah, I just have been laughing for these last two weeks, Rob, about the – it's just funny. Like, you know, kids will tweet out like, thank you to JMU for their offer. And then like three days later, the same kid has an offer from like, you know, Ohio, like, where I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, so that, why, why did okay, I, so why did probably I like not that in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Look, I mean, you know, shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. And, and we all know, right. If you're Bama, you're going to make like 8 million offers, whether or not they come with any scholarship attached is a different thing. Um, you know, how well, that stuff's do- crazy. Like I, I read an article about that a couple of years ago, like the average P5 program, I want to say issues something like it's in the hundreds of offers Yeah, and they issue them and then come signing day. Like most of those people are gone. They haven't had contact with them in months. You know, it's yeah. like they come to some camp, they get an offer and the coaches might never speak to them again. You know, it's, right. it's really weird. The, the yield rate of offers to actually sign players is pretty minuscule. Yeah, it's funny because obviously, like the university as a whole does this as well, as all universities do. Hundred percent. Right? You know, so um, but this is all 
much more public for all of us to see and, uh, and laugh at a little bit, but yeah, it's going to be great when we, I'm also getting a little excited, Rob. Like the one thing I am pleased about is JMU going from FCS to FBS. We talked about this now that the portal, has it closed? Is it closed? I don't know. I don't know how this all works. Yeah, it closed. People couldn't enter after May 1st. You still the portal, but you can't go in the portal. You can't go in. Yeah. Right. And, um, it is funny. I, I just, the good players for JMU who have eligibility remaining, like if you were a good player last year, most of them came back. We're all very aware of the like of Antoine Wells situation. Wells. But beyond that, they didn't like, lose a lot of, they didn't lose starters. a lot. Because if you're an yeah. FCS kid, you're like, and even if you're Percy, right? And you're like, do I come back and play another year? You're like, well, I have this opportunity to do something cool. Like if nothing else, I have an opportunity to play at the FBS level in games on real TV, you know, that people might watch. Like, this is cool. And to be part and, of the first year. I yeah, think and to be part of that first, right. And and to maybe have a chip on your shoulder. And, like, if you can go eight and four in your first year, that's, like, awesome. Legendary right? stuff. That would be yeah. legendary stuff, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure by this time next year, we'll be in the mix with everybody else with tons of kids, you know, going out the, with the revolving door. Yeah. But at least for this year, it was kind of fun. And I also expect that um, – at least for this year, I think JMU is going to be in pretty good shape, you know, just to be competitive, to be all the things we've talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the new normal. This is going yeah. to be, you know, you need to recruit guys into the program and they need to recruit and continue to recruit them or, or motivate them to stay. Mm-hmm. It's just a totally different game, but the same stuff that attracts guys at JMU in the first place will attract people from the portal. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm they're selling from a position of strength and a position yep. of opportunity. Now, like this first class and everything, you know, we've got momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys know what they're doing. Signetti can recruit, his staff can recruit. The message will change as the program changes, but I think you hit the nail on the head of the message that they're selling these guys now is come be a part of this. You know, you can be the legendary first class. You can do it. Um, yeah. Maybe they win a couple games and, you know, start off eight and four. And it's like, Hey, you know what? You're going to be part of the first, team that wins the league or right, first bowl bid like they will constantly like, yeah. change but jmu has a lot going for it and clearly they had advantages when they were competing against uh, competing against <laughs> fcs teams for recruits you know they had superior facilities and you know more Fans visibility famous. yeah the Sun Belt is definitely a step up but jmu still has pretty darn good that that doesn't go away they didn't no, just suddenly join the still- sec Right. You know, right, that's right, still, right. It's still really, it's amongst the top of the Sun Belt. So yeah. I don't know. Just like I said, the, the message changes, but there's still a lot to be excited about. And there's, you're still recruiting from position of strength, even in this whole new world. Yeah. Um, oh, and the, one additional thing. I did enjoy, Rob. I, I don't know what the rivalry has been, but um, I was glad that Southern Miss fans are getting a, this baseball thing with Old Dominion this weekend developed into a little bit of a, I was glad to see that um, there may be another team coming over with a little hatred for the Monarchs. And that's good. Which is is good. The more the merrier. Yeah. I did not know that. Obviously they've been, you know, competing against each other, but uh, I don't know that they had sort of struck up a real rivalry. And then this weekend there was, I I saw a lot of uh, salty Southern Miss baseball people um, getting a little, you know, yeah, getting fired up about various, you know, typical ODU nonsense. So yeah, I was, I was glad. I, I hope we can keep that going. Yeah, <laughs> right, right until we annoy Southern Miss people as well. 
Yeah. yeah. So, well, anyway. Let's give it time. Give it time. Yes. Uh, I haven't, I, I need to start doing a countdown to the ODU game, but I'm, I'm, I'm I have to admit I'm a little bit nervous about it. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> having never beaten them in football is that's quite the trump card that, that those fans yeah. have. In their yeah, it sure is. And I just, I feel like for me, that's the game this year that means more than anything else. And yeah, I'd just agree. Get, just get that one, boys. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, Rob, I don't have anything else. Hopefully we will be able to talk about lacrosse advancing by this time next week. Um, games coming up this weekend. There'll be lots of uh, pushing out by JMU about all the channels you can find the game. Uh, it will be available on one of the platforms. Uh, but good luck to lacrosse. Good luck to baseball and uh, the last couple track athletes that are competing. And football season ticket priority deadline is coming up. We Maybe got ours. Next, I, we, we got, got ours, okay. Rob. So yeah, that's right. I did call um, last week. Yes, we are back in um, in our usual spot. Uh, so glad but people jump on that. If you're if you're thinking about doing it, get on it soon. They're going. Yes, yeah, the fifteenth. So by the time yeah. most people listen to this, there'll be about four or five days left. Um, yep. And and if you don't get your season tickets in past years, if you didn't get them, you could kind of like get them. Like maybe only one section removed from where you wanted to be. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. It sounds no. like there's a lot of demand, and, and I think we've heard anecdotally from a lot of people who maybe you know had two tickets and are getting four or something. You know, there's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is going to be really fun. Not to mention, my guess is you'll be able to move your tickets. It's been kind of we've never had like a terrible time if you price them fairly, but like last the last two COVID seasons have just been so weird, like in terms of like there wasn't really a secondary market. Yeah. You know? I, I might and have just, somebody who already wants the family weekend tickets. Have yeah. That's daughter right. yeah. starting freshman year. Uh -huh. yeah, so. Mm -hmm. so anyway. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week, Rob. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. All right. Go Dukes.